With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm a killer. I'm the dirtiest player in the game. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the fuck he wants. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty podcast. On today's show, we are going to kick off a second part of our series. Last week's we did sells. This week's we're doing buys. And I'll tell you who's always by my side. It is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair buddy what's going on uh fantastic intro i am absolutely wonderful i am happy to be sitting here talking with you but on a day like today randall i am a mere peasant in the presence of the regal character that sits below me on this youtube channel so please for the love of all that is good in this world bring this man in oh i'm going i'm going to so i don't i you know, it's the summertime. A lot of the newer listeners, you know, know probably don't know. I, I, I'm seriously involved with youth baseball with my son, and I don't always communicate to Jerry, you know, like what the show topic may be like days in advance. And so today, this morning, early before we went to go play, I sent all the stuff out, and, and Jerry saw our guest's name in the show sheet, and he texts me, and he says, "Oh shit, we got Dan," and I was like, "That's right, we've got Dan," and Dan happens to be Dan. Williamson. You can follow Dan on Twitter at overhyped sleeper. Drop the last E in sleeper. Dan is the co-host of the Goat District podcast. Now, the Goat District podcast is found on their YouTube channel as well as player profiler, just like this podcast. Dan is one of the best high stakes players and redraft players and a best ball degenerate on top of being a really good dynasty player, which is why why he's here. And he is the most uncomplicated fella. Dan, it's been a little bit, but uh, welcome to the Dynasty Warzone via Player Profiler. Always a pleasure to be here. Just love hanging out with you guys. And I, since my name is not Theo, that means I get to hang out with Jerry, too. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's one of the... I, I, I want to see how long we can keep that bit running. So for those that don't know, if you're a Player Profiler YouTube subscriber... Obviously, you know our our guy, Theo. Now, Theo's technically the boss. He's like the director of content here at, at Player Profiler. But he, he has told me he is not coming back on the war zone until he gets to be on the show with Jerry. Because Jerry, also a very you know busy fella, things come up. And Theo has been very kind and willing to step in and pitch hit, if you will, when Jerry's been out on 
you know, work or vacation or whatever. But he says he's not coming back. But the fact that that Dan co-hosts the podcast with Theo and he's getting the podcast with Jerry makes this all the better. But Dan, um, anything else going on with the Goat District? I know you guys are doing a bunch of best ball stuff. You got dynasty stuff. A lot going on in the district. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last week we had Billy Muzio on. He's coming on for part two this week. Uh, we're just kind of diving deep into some some different players. They're a little bit confusing, hard to figure out. More for redraft than for dynasty, but um, you know some of it's going to be applicable to dynasty as well. And we've also got uh, on Thursday night, I believe that uh, Bip Lab Mandel and I, who Bip is a, a great high stakes player. Um, he and I are going to be doing a live draft for the, um, the Superflex tourney on FFPC. Well, uh, you are a busy fella. Now, you may be uncomplicated, but you are busy. But make sure if you're subscribed to the Player Profiler channel, set your clock or turn notifications on because Dan and JD and, and their guests and Theo, they, they stream live this same time on Wednesday evenings. You don't want to miss that because they hit on a bunch of different topics as it relates to fantasy football and with best ball and redraft season kicking off. They're 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 kind of mixing it up everywhere. And this one one last second of shameless promotion, and we'll get right into the dynasty buys that you are here for. Remember. We're mixing it up. We're giving you a reason to subscribe everywhere. If you listen to the Dynasty Warzone podcast, let's say audio only, I'm doing bonus podcast. I took another non-Dynasty concept that you could use for Dynasty. I did that last Friday. It's called Probabilistic Thinking, as well as some more buys. And we're doing these little 10-minute videos on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. So if you're an audio subscriber, that's the reason to go back and subscribe to the YouTube just a ton of content. We don't want to cram it all, pause, in, in one spot, but we want to, to mix it up a little bit and, and have a reason to check out everywhere. So Player Profiler, Dynasty Warzone, YouTube channels, and podcast channels. So real quick before we get into the, the, the sells, or excuse me, the buys. Now, the sells were last week. That was our other guest. That was Maddie Kiwoom of the Trade Gods and the Game Plan Podcast. But right now, we owe you a little word from our friends at Underdog. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app. Plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly. And you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. And there you go. A little underdog word there. And uh, where are my manners? We were going to get right into the dynasty buys, but we can't not do good people, bad tweets. Dan, it wouldn't be a show if you came on and we didn't do good people, bad tweets. Absolutely. We got to have it. I mean, I, I, 
I'm I'm craving the fix. I let's go. Well, that's part of the reason why 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 Dan, you know, came on. Now this was this was a reply to another tweet, but this was sent to me. And guys, if you see a tweet out there that you just need that you just need to have some some war zone input on, by all means, send it to me just like this like this one was sent to me. This one is from smartest Falcon fan at I know ball 04. And he said the gap between Marvin Harrison and Quentin Johnston is about the same as the talent gap between Saquon Barkley and Brees Hall. Now, I don't know who's being insulted in this tweet, but someone's getting insulted. He didn't even he didn't even say because I'm assuming it's a he because it's a it's a it's a male type structure in the in the in the in the picture but someone's taking a wrap across the beezer right here i mean i i i feel like it's 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 marvin it's marvin harrison because here's the thing if he's talking about marvin harrison jr like what in the hell are you talking about he's been called the greatest wide receiver prospect since calvin johnson and i'm gonna tell you right now if i had the choice between marvin harrison today not marvin harrison like 20 years ago but marvin harrison today or quentin johnston it's going to be close. So I'm not a Quentin Johnston guy. Now, Dan, I know you're a Baylor guy, but that's kind of in that same region as TCU. Where are you and the and the goats at on Quentin Johnston, and what are your takes on this tweet? Well, Quentin Johnston, I think, is not a guaranteed hit, uh, you know, whereas Marvin Harrison is a guaranteed hit. So yeah, I just I don't see this at all because Saquon and Brees were both guaranteed hits. Marvin Harrison's guaranteed hit. Quentin Johnston's the guy who does not fit in this tweet at all. Um, I don't know who's in the league with this guy, but if you have Quentin Johnston, go sell it to him right now. Jerry, what are your thoughts? Because because Jerry is as close to the Devi guy on the Dynasty Warzone crew as possible. Now, a little small shameless plug: we do have a show on our feed, the Dynasty Warzone feed, called the Rookie Rundown. The host's name is Dallas Hyder. He's our Devi rookie guy. But Jerry, that's that's you on this show. When I say when when he says that Marvin Harrison is to Quentin Johnston as Saquon Barkley is to Brees Hall, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're giving pretty high praise to Quentin Johnston, and I'm not saying that it's not possible that Quentin Johnston can't be great. But Saquon Barkley has finished as an RB one. Brees Hall was well on his way to doing it before the injury. It's spicy, and, and and hopefully you mean Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, because he, if you no, he if, has if, to mean he has if to you mean senior, if, if you mean se- if you mean senior, then you're higher than giraffe dick because there's that's just this man had double digit touchdowns and like fourteen hundred yards for damn near a decade straight. I'm going to guess my favorite stat. It's my favorite stat, like that most people don't understand. I know we have a lot of newer listeners like Jerry, Dan, and I have played Dynasty and Fantasy for a long time. Marvin Harrison had an eight-year stretch, eight years, where he had at least a 1,000 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns, eight straight years. It is ridiculous. So people forget how flipping good Marvin Harrison Sr. was. Forget Junior. He'll have his But but Junior, too. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't even matter who we're talking about here. Either one. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, the the competition that that guy had throughout his college career and the numbers that he could put up, it's it's silly, too. Listen, I, I I have pivoted a little bit on QJ. 
you know, I, I was a hater for a long time and he ended up in a good situation. So I have accumulated a few more shares than I intended on it. But come on, man. Hey, I, what, I, I'm the podfather on this one. He's slow Brashad Perriman. So I, I wanted to pivot to this tweet because the one that we were going to use is tied to rankings. We could use it another time. I thought this one was was very fresh and... And remember, it is July. We're bored. We're I haven't heard a peep of really anything since since what training camp? I guess I get to not training. They're mini camps. They're like rookie camps. I've really heard anything. So I think people are just jonesing to get some takes. Yeah, 100%. it's all fluff. Dan, anything else to add before we move on? No, but that's exactly what time of year it is. I mean, there's just you know all the players are off doing other things, and so there's really not a whole lot going on. So the fantasy community is just out there manufacturing stuff so and um, and, and is sleeper is not helping either with <laughs> yeah. the, with the, some of their notifications exactly well, so this is this is a good time to kind of you know just focus on what you know focus on uh trying to figure out the things you want to know but don't spend a lot of time listening to the news and well well before we go let's get a word from dana white federal prison federal fucking prison if you're that fucking stupid and somebody else wants to do it, knock yourself out. I mean, I, I Dana White closes out good people, bad tweets every week for a reason because Dana White puts it like it is. So, all right, here we go. We are into the segment everybody tuned in for. We are talking dynasty buys. Now, I bring this up because depending on what position or what status your your roster is in right now, should depend on not only who you're buying, but when you're buying them to fill out your dynasty roster. So, Dan, when I initially asked you to come on and said we were talking about dynasty buys, what what are you thinking of when I say, "Hey, Dan, we're talking dynasty buys in July"? Basically, I'm I'm looking at either players that are going to help my team win now, or I'm looking at players that are going to help me in a rebuild, uh, depending on where I'm at with any particular team, but. I want players that I think the market is undervaluing as much as possible, though if I am uh, contending, you know, it, it doesn't really matter to me as much if they're being undervalued as long as they're not being overvalued. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and buy fairly valued players if they're going to help me get a title. And Gerald? Uh, I think just going against market trends is usually what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to try to exploit value wherever I can. It's a it's a tough game and just putting yourself in good situations over the long run and just getting that little bit of edge every single time. That is exactly what I'm going to do. And if the narrative is zigging, then I'm going to try and zag in certain places so that I can create that. So in the event that I do have a contender, maybe later on, I can sort of overpay a little bit if I've put myself in a situation where I can. Well, well for me, this is actually a. Um... This will surprise people because I do not really like basketball, but I was listening to a basketball podcast and they were talking about potentially trading Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers, maybe to the the Miami Heat. And and the host was talking about how you got to be careful because and, and then it kind of circled back to the DeAndre Hopkins trade about, you know, being one player away. You've got to be real careful in Dynasty, especially right now. Because football is such a different sport than basketball, you know the baseball trade deadlines coming up. You got to be real careful about how you trade in dynasty. Like I'm all for right now in the the late, I guess it's the midsummer, 
I'm, I'm all for trading for wide receivers and quarterbacks right now. I'm going to be, Jerry, this is your word, I'm going to be a little trepidatious on trading for running backs. If I'm trading for running backs, especially on a contender, man, I really want to do that in October. I know I'm going to pay more, but you know what? I, I, I don't want to make that quote-unquote win-now trade to go get Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey knowing the volatile, volatility of the position. So I just wanted to bring that up. And I will say this, this is the last month or so you get into September. This is the last month or so for cheap old guy season. Cause old guys get worth a lot more money or I guess dynasty value. When you get into point scoring season, Cooper cup is going to go for a lot more in September. When we, we are reminded that the guy scores 20 fantasy points a game. Oh, wait a minute. 20 fantasy points a game. That helps you win. Oh yeah. He's worth more now. And then in February, he's back to worth, you know, half of what he is today. So those are some of the things that I was thinking about when I came up with this. And we are going to do holds next week. We're going to do holds of, of players that you probably shouldn't be trading either because they're going to be worth more later or you should just keep them as one of the, the, the foundation pieces of your dynasty roster. So, Jerry, let's jump into it. I'm going to give the floor to Dan. Now, Dan, we're going to start with the rebuild guy. Who's the guy, if you're on a rebuild, and Dan, feel free to choose one QB, super flex, whatever the format you want to bring up. But who's a guy that, if you're rebuilding right now, who are you looking to build around? Yeah, so if I'm looking to rebuild right now, a lot of times what I'm looking for is picks. But I'm also looking for those players who I think are going really cheap that are going to be worth a lot more next year. So I'm, I'm going to bring out Traylon Burks because I think he's a guy who's still coming awfully cheap in Dynasty. Uh, he was my number one prospect last year. Uh, that, that probably wasn't the right take, but uh, I, I still stand behind what I saw, and I still feel like he's going to be a very, very good player. Uh, I think he, he could be borderline elite, but he's certainly going to be a strong wide receiver. And when I'm doing a rebuild, that's where I want to start, as I want to start getting my picks and start building that wide receiver core up a little bit, get that quarterback in place, and then move on from there. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. If you're, if you're just starting or maybe in like the second phase of a rebuild, you don't want to add running backs. Their life cycle is just so short. And by the time that you get the running backs and then you go get the wide receivers, then you got to go get new running backs and you wind up in this spin cycle of perpetually rebuilding lock yourself in you, now you guys know i'm i'm not the biggest Traylon burks fan in the world <laughs> it's funny because he's fat i am not the biggest Traylon burks fan in the world but that doesn't mean that he can't be great and he's going to get a ton of volume i think as a Traylon burks neutral i went to Traylon neutral as long as he fades deandre hopkins in tennessee i think he's going to get a ton of volume so I guess that would make him a value. But but Jarrah, what do you think about Traylon Burks and who is your rebuild player? I had I had three names, just sort of, you know, because I don't like to prepare for the show very well, so I don't look and see what you pick. So that way I figured if I had three names, I was at least gonna get one of them. And Traylon Burks was one of my guys. So I'm with you on that. Mine is in virtually every rebuild situation, what I want to do, assuming it's superflex is I want to solidify my QB and I want to solidify my wide receivers just because of the the longevity and the stability of the position more times than not. Tight ends are 
barren wasteland that I've complained about a lot, so I'm not going to do it again. And running backs, we have mentioned volatile on a level that's almost immeasurable. Um, so I'm going to go with the quarterback since Traylon Burks was the wide receiver. And it's a guy that took a lot of stride last year and really is not loved. In fact, he's sort of hated, and it's Daniel Jones. Brian Dayball did wondrous things for that man. He added 700 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. I, if he grows, the the world is your oyster for him, and he is such a such a value. And even if he doesn't grow and he's sort of just the same guy, his acquisition cost is low enough that he is a great QB3 for you to have. And if your team is bad, you know, maybe he doesn't grow and he ends up finishing as QB 13 or whatever he is. You're still going to have an early rookie pick next year. So you can add that foundational piece. And then you'll also have depth in case some shit happens because shit happens in this game. It is not friendly to the players. So I, I'm going to take Daniel Jones. You know, what I, what I don't want to do is I don't want to pay a ton. Right. So I, I want to try and find value and let my rookie picks sort of build that foundation. Well, let me throw a quick word on Daniel Jones, and then I want to get both a dynasty and a best ball outlook on Daniel Jones from Dan, because, uh, again, I don't want to put his bankroll out there in public, but but Dan plays plays pretty high stakes. So, and, and, and it's not only because Dan plays high stakes that makes him an expert, it's that to be able to play high stakes year after year after year, you have to be able to return that money or you have to be super rich. And maybe Dan is super rich, but I, but I know he runs inside. I see him shaking his head. <laughs> Apparently he's not. He, 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 I'm he, retired. I don't know how to fixed income. Yeah, you're, here, you're on a fixed income. So, <laughs> so, so I've always been a Daniel Jones guy. Um, I, I had a tremendous amount of success with Josh Allen the year that he came out as a rookie. So I'm always going to go back to that well. I'm always going to go back to – that's why I like Kenny Pickett last year. I'm always going to go back to the most undervalued guy. But Daniel Jones was QB8 on the season last year, if I remember correctly, top of my head, and I think there's only room to grow, and that sounds crazy. It's like maybe eight's close to the ceiling. Maybe he can get to five. But, guys, he got to eight while throwing like 15 touchdowns, and they added Darren Waller, and they should have a healthy Rondale – or a, a Wandale, not Rondale, uh, uh, Wandale Robinson. And, and they've, you know, they re-signed Slayton and, and they've got pieces there. And, and year two, you're supposed to take that next gradual step. So I don't mind Danny Dimes uh, as a piece to go get on a rebuild because he got the four-year contract. So you're going to have him for two or three years in, in most dynasty leagues. So I am totally good with that. Dan, where are you at on, on Danny Dimes? Yeah, I've come around on Daniel Jones uh, a lot. I've I, he was not an asset I was looking to acquire before last year in Dynasty, but when uh, Dable came over, it really changed things. You know, because a lot of what I didn't like about uh, Daniel Jones was really more the offense that he was in and the you know the coaching decisions and everything else. Um, it wasn't necessarily so much his talent. You could kind of see the talent bubbling up underneath there, but there was just such a tight lid on it, and uh, we're we're starting to see that that lid come off, and we're starting to see the talent really bubble up and I think we've got something that that might be pretty good with Jones and worst case scenario his, his legs are going to put a floor under him and like you said I think he's got some ceiling left to go yeah I'm, I'm I've always been a Daniel Jones guy I mean again I like smart people it's kind of the reason why I'm in on Will Levis it's why I was in on Justin Herbert these guys that are you know honor students in college and, and taking real classes like you know Justin Herbert was taking chemistry 
Will Levis has taken finance. Will Levis was accepted into all of the Ivy League schools. I like smart people. Daniel Jones went to Duke. They don't let dummies into Duke. So that's why I, I, I like I like smart people. Uh, my guy, I, I don't know I don't know his wonder lick. He went to Florida and he's a quarterback and he's an Indianapolis Colt. It's Anthony Richardson. And I, I am buying the hype, but here's the thing. You're gonna see that first, you're gonna see that first camp highlight video coming out of Grand Park. I'm there like every weekend right now. But that's where the Colts host their their training camp. And when the videos of this kid come out, the prices are going to go up. Now, Bijan Robinson has done you a favor because even in Superflex leagues, he's driven this man to the 102. Now, I know he's a quarterback. I know there's some sizzle, but I absolutely love the combination of his athleticism. Arguably, and it's not really arguable. If you use playerprofiler.com, you can look on there and say he had the best combine ever in the history of quarterbacks from an athletic standpoint. You're getting Shane Steichen. Go back to two years ago. He had the best season ever leading Justin Herbert. That was Justin Herbert's best season is a better way to say that. And then last year, Jalen Hurts took a tremendous step. I'm not promising you that Anthony Richardson is going to be Justin Herbert or he's going to be Jalen Hurts. Now, as a Colts fan, I'd be all in for that. I'm not going to lie. But, but as – as a dynasty gamer, I want to get him now because even though he's going to cost you 102-ish prices in a, in a rookie startup, obviously in, in a rookie uh, draft, most of those are over by now, but he's still one of the guys that if he hits, he could 2 or 3x his value. We could look back a year from now and he could be QB 3 to 5 off the board. It's not out of the range of possibilities, and that's how you build equity in your dynasty roster. So if you're rebuilding and you need that stud and you need those those name brand players, for me I'd rather go after a guy like Anthony Richardson. Now Dan, I'm sure you're probably not taking a lot of Anthony Richardson in best ball or maybe you are. What are your thoughts on Richardson? Yeah, Richardson's a, a tricky player for this year in best ball, but in Dynasty, you've got to love the fact that he's he's had so much hype around him already. And usually what that does is that insulates the price. Even if he doesn't do great this year, he's still insulated for next year. So if you don't like what you see, you can probably get out for pretty close to the same price that you got in for. And if you do like what you see, I mean, you know, this is one of those guys that is, as you said, you know, he could go to the moon. He could be Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, and that's that's what we hope he does. But those are the kind of chances you want to take when you're you're starting a rebuild. Because you know what? If he doesn't pan out, you've lost a year. Okay, big deal. You go back to the drawing board on quarterback, but you can do so many other things. Uh, I love the thing that Dan said there about insulating his value. And remember, he's going to get shielded from a value standpoint because of the year two breakout of Jalen Hurts and the year three breakout of Josh Allen. He is going to, you know, people are going to say, I give him one more year. And then if he misses in year two, I give him one more year. He's going to have the Josh Allen year. So that's a, that's a really sharp call. Now I feel even better about my take because when Dan Williamson backs you up, you've nailed it. Jerry, what are your thoughts on, uh, on a rich? I do agree that his value is insulated where I worry is if you are trying to acquire him and you didn't draft him, I worry that he's not a value there and you're going to have to overpay for him because the person that took him at one Oh two, is very, very much excited that they have Anthony Richardson on their roster. Or or they could be very disappointed that they didn't get Bijan 
with the 102. So maybe you might you might find someone. I'm telling you, Bijan, even if it's just a little bit, him being in this draft class makes Anthony Richardson at the quarterback position in a super flex or two QB just a touch more just a touch more attainable. Yeah, I agree. Can can we chase a rabbit here? Never never assume that the other person values a player like you think that they value the player. Um, uh, listen, we, uh, we found we found that out with Amari Cooper uh, a couple exactly days ago in our league. Say, yes. <laughs> well, maybe Amari, maybe Amari we'll Cooper cover that in the overtime. Worth a second to somebody, you know. Hey, you, you know, I'm not saying that there are hosts of this show who might or might not have gotten Amari Cooper for a 2025 20, second. You may have to t- tune back into Player Profiler's YouTube channel and catch the Dynasty War Zone uh, overtime program but real quick one last one last commercial one last spot let's take a quick time out and hear about the 2023 world famous in quotations draft kit hey it's the podfather of great news the 2023 draft kit is live it is world famous why because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists there are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, <laughs> it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Yeah, 100%. Definitely go get the draft kit. The the live video analysis from players, you know, people like myself, like Dan, like Jerry, we we all did our guys. You click on the guy. I'll tell you, I did two. I did Najee Harris. I did Evan Ingram. So you could go to their page in the draft kit. You can click on it, and it will give you two to three minutes of why I like him. Dan, who was your guy? I had Tyler Lockett. Oh, Steel. Jerry, who's your guy? Uh, Joey Mixon. Joey, there Mixon. you go. So if you want to know more, go check out the draft kit and just a great way. You know, even if you just like cool stuff, you know, th- th- there's so much included in the draft kit. Go check it out. All right. Back to the buys. So l- let's say that in 2022, your team just just made the playoffs and you weren't thinking you were going to. And maybe you made the final four. You finished with rookie pick 109 through 112. And you're like, you're just entering in that contender's window. And you're you're going to need whatever you're trading for to, to hopefully last the entire three years of this window. So 
think about it, something that's going to be valuable now, and it's going to be able to help you contend for the next couple of years. So, Jerry, when I when I phrase it like that, who is the guy that comes to mind for you? Well, we might as well just continue the conversation on this, man. It's Amari Cooper. I know that Deshaun Watson is going to be the quarterback of Cleveland for the next chunk of years. And based on his dead cap money, I know Amari Cooper is going to be there for the next two years, which we play Dynasty. Oh, my God, it's only two years. But here's the thing. In this game, two years is an eternity and lots can happen. I'm going to take Amari Cooper because his I like to say the word trade acquisition or acquisition cost. His acquisition cost is never going to amount to what his production can be. And he is the top wide receiver there. Deshaun Watson his outlier season was last year, shake the rust off, got a full off season, got to build more rapport with Amari Cooper. And he's cheap. That's, I, I, I mean, you know, that's, that's the key to this sort of thing. And if you already are on the precipice, Randy loves when I say the word precipice, when you are on the precipice of the playoffs, or maybe you sneak in and you didn't really think you were gonna, you already have a solid core. So if you can grab somebody who's going to be relatively cheap for you to acquire and you can plug them in as your wide receiver three or your flex and they're going to get you 1,100, 1,200 yards and they're not going to cost you a ton, in Randy's case, a second, and I'm going to text him and I'm going to throw a hissy fit about it because I haven't shut up about Amari Cooper for the last six weeks and nobody sends me those trades. Not that I'm bitter. It's fine. It, it's, an, it's an easy deal. Yeah, I, I like Amari Cooper. Uh, so not to keep teasing the audience. So Jerry, Dan, and I are all in a league together where we all captain individual teams. And not, not in fairness, I sent it to this other GM first. And he inadvertently declined it and then turned around and sent it right back to me. And I didn't, I, I would have sent, I'll be honest, I would have sent a 24 second. I didn't have a 24 second. So I was like, YOLO. I'll throw this 25 second out there. And, and sure enough, I was walking out of a meeting and I had like 9 million DMs and a text from Jerry. Like, you, that's criminal. I'm like, I just asked the question. I said, Are Amari Cooper for, a, for a, a future second? Got that deal done. Dan, you can talk about my deal, but you can also talk about Amari Cooper as a buy for a, uh, a team entering their contender's window. Yeah, I think it's a decent buy for somebody who's entering the contender's window just, you know, for the reasons that Jerry laid out. I mean, you know, no, we don't know for sure that um, Deshaun Watson is going to come back the way that we think he is. But I don't really have a good reason to believe that he won't. Um, I don't have any good reason to believe that Amari Cooper is going to fall off. I think when he gets hooked together with a, a quarterback of Deshaun Watson's talent, you know, good things are likely to happen. So. That's a, I think, you know, especially given the price, I think that's a very reasonable bet to make. Yeah, it feels like a, a pretty good deal for last year's wide receiver 10 on the season. And the wide receiver position is so sexy that he just kind of gets pushed out of the way. Uh, this is a team where I'm, I'm trying to contend. Now, I traded Cooper Cup in this league. Uh, I got a couple of firsts. I got... Uh, I got like two or three things, and I, I I got a good deal because Dan liked that deal. And if Dan likes your deal, your deal's good. But I, I, I still needed to recoup those points, no pun intended. And I needed to recoup those points because this is a league where we have to start 10. And I believe we have to start three wide receivers. Yeah. So 
is the I think I got two firsts and John Mechie in a second or something, if I remember correctly. It was something like that. So if I gave up just that second and I turned Cooper Cup into two firsts and Amari Cooper and John Mechie in a start three wide receiver league in a pretty high stakes league, I was pretty stoked on that. But so yeah, I, I can't I can't co-sign enough on Amari Cooper. But Dan, who is your newly contending target you're looking to buy right now? Right. So if you're in this position, the, the odds are that you're you're either weak at a position or you just need at least one more hammer to get yourself over the hump. And I think the odds are good that if you go for this player, uh, you're going to get both because most people are weak at tight end. And uh, definitely Mark Andrews is a hammer. And so that's my player. He's still 28 years old. Uh, so he's, you know, and tight ends, they, they of course age like fine wine. So we, we know this. And he's tied to a great quarterback. He's in a great offense. He's still the best receiver in this offense. Correct. So he's got everything going for him. Uh, and he's at a cheap price because he was injured a lot of last year. Uh, Lamar Jackson was injured a lot of last year. People just have that recency bias, and they just kind of, you know, they like to forget about how good he can be. Uh, you know, so I think he's in line for a ton of targets this year. I think he's going to turn into an absolute hammer at a position that there's only really about four hammers, maybe five, in any given year. And if you've got one of those guys and he's perennially there, that's going to be a huge advantage for you every single year up until he finally falls off. Yeah, I, I, first of all, I think Mark Andrews does not get enough love. The term that I always use is Kelsey Buster. And if you're in a league where you're chasing a championship, you have to have a Kelsey Buster, whether that's a, a TJ Hawkinson, the way he came on last year, whether it's a George Kittle, or whether it's a Mark Andrews. You have to have someone that when you're playing against Travis Kelsey, because more than likely you're, you're going to play Travis Kelsey in the playoffs if you're going championship chasing. And you've got to have your guy. And I had a great debate. It was very friendly because, see, kids, you can have friendly debates on Twitter about fantasy football players. I was debating with Josh Larkey from the 33rd team. Josh is a, is a tremendous analyst. He used to be player profiler guy as well. And, you know, he was talking about how a lot of sites had Kyle Pitts as the tight end one. I'm like, I will gladly take Mark Andrews way ahead of Kyle Pitts. And then I can always gamble on a guy like, Trey McBride, Greg Dolich, Jelani Woods, even a Mike Gusecki on a – I'd much rather gamble late on like a dart throw tight end and try to get some value and knowing that I still have my points in my lineup. So that's my thought on Andrews. Couldn't agree enough. Gerald, what's, uh, what's your take on Andrews? I'm actually pissed off that I didn't even think about Mark Andrews because I would have 100% said him over Amari Cooper in my – in my home league, I'm in this sort of exact same situation. I ended up making the championship, but I got lucky in the playoffs and I really shouldn't have. I think I had Joe Mixon the week he had 50 or it was close. You know, I, I got lucky. I shouldn't have been there. And this off season, I went out and bought Mark Andrews because he's, he's easily acquirable. And like Dan said, there are just so few tight ends that can make a difference. Other than that, it's just, Al Bundy, shoe clerks, and you're just hoping you can get anything that you can. And no disrespect to Al Bundy, who threw four touchdowns in the playoffs for Polk High. But Mark Andrews absolutely is the most available elite tight end 
to acquire. Well, I, I owe you one as well. And I remember that when the tweet came out and this gave you a, a reason to uh, maybe fade him as, as what I think people were doing, but I think it was the exact opposite. And my guy's Tyreek Hill. He says he's going to quote unquote retire after his 2025 uh, con- his contract ends in 2025 and he's going to re- retire, I guess, at the end of that. Great. So you mean I got the 23, the 24, and the 25 season with Tyreek Hill in that offense? And I'm not a Tua guy, but I got to keep it real. You know, Tyreek Hill had a pretty darn good season and Jalen Waddle's not going anywhere. Now, I do have a little concern that he had that little dust up with the with the guy at the pier, which in and of itself is not a big deal, but when you have all of these little issues in your past that eventually at some point you're going to, you're going to catch something. That being said, I think we, we lose track sometimes about how blessed we've been to see a wide receiver like Tyreek Hill. I mean, the guy is a phenom and this is not to take anything away from the run that Devonte Adams has been on. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase is, is emerging. We have been treated to absolute wide receiver greatness over the last six years with Tyreek Hill. And is he a great person? I don't know. I don't live with the guy. But when it comes to fantasy football, the guy is a legit stud. When it comes to real football, he's a legit stud. I've heard it said that he may be the greatest combination of quick and fast and able to get up to acceleration in the history of the league. And I can't say that they're wrong. And here's the thing. you just I I went and found the tweet. If you search Tyreek Hill retirement, it'll come up. Send that tweet along with a lowball offer to someone in your league right now trying to get Tyreek Hill, and uh, that's my guy. Dan, I see you laughing because I'm not afraid to mix some tactics in on some people. It's absolutely a great idea to make to mix some tactics in on some people, and it's absolutely a great uh, piece of advice for people in this situation because uh, JD and I have a team uh, that is in exactly this sort of situation, and we went out earlier this year and bought exactly that player Tyreek Hill um he's he's just such a great buy and the thing is you know he's 29 years old in three years he's going to be 32 what do you think is going to happen people he's probably going to retire yes uh and at 32 years old you know his dynasty value is going to be close to zero even if he has actual on the field and scoring points in your lineup value which still could happen I mean you know the guy can change his mind so you know he might he might go for longer than three years. Who knows? But I'll tell you what, if I can get three years out of Tyreek Hill, I'll absolutely take it, especially at the prices that we're looking at, which are, you know, usually uh, like a mid first right now is what I've seen in uh, Superflex. So uh, I think you can do it. Yeah. And I think the time to do it is now because he's not going to stop scoring points. And here's another, it's the little things guys, but like, you know, I was listening to Theo on a podcast the other day, and I, I don't I don't remember which one because Theo does so many good ones. I do do love me some Theo, but he was talking about how hard it is to find micro edges right now. You want to know what makes Tyreek Hill a sneaky little ad is they upgraded the backup QB because Tua, not the healthiest dude around. They went up and they added Mike Davis. Again, you know, some people said he could be a starter somewhere. I don't necessarily agree with that, but you know what? That just gives him just a little bit of extra, you know, security in an offense that is great. Jerry, what are your thoughts on Tyreek Hill? And then uh, go ahead and roll. You know what? Just give me your thoughts on Tyreek Hill. I'll set this next one up a little bit different. Hey, if I can pay 
a mid first for Tyreek Hill. Randy, I will rip my shirt off and jump out of this window because money and trash talking your friends is the absolute most important part of this game. And if you can pay that amount for an asset that is, what, what did you call him earlier? A phenom. A phenom. I'm going to do that every single time. That's a, that's an easy deal. This I mean, and, and 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 he goes for this this. I mean, he has more value than sort of this next category that we're going to talk about. But he's absolutely a person for that situation too. Just be honest. I mean, I know it's maybe and it's it's an acquired taste. It's like you know, art means different things to different people. To watch wide receiver film, and I'm no film grinder, but if I you know. I don't know that I would choose many people to watch their wide receiver film more than Tyreek Hill. He is just, I mean, maybe Justin Jefferson, again, peak Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there, there's a handful. Uh, again, I've, I've, I've lived the good life here in Indy. I, I saw Peyton Manning to Marvin Harrison, and that was a thing of beauty. You know those guys are doing something special when, when Carson Palmer and Chad Ochocinco were coming to Indy to watch them play live games. So I've seen some good some good wide receiver stuff in my lifetime. I love Tyreek Hill. Now this last category, the last buy of the night, the last buy category, it's very simple. Maybe you won the championship last year. Maybe you were the bridesmaid. You, you, didn't, you didn't get the ring. You're, you're, you're looking to close the deal. Maybe this is your last true year of contendership. I've got a couple of rosters like that. And maybe you do too. And, and, and you're, you're going to acquire that one last piece. But it's a time bomb. It's not if it goes off. It's when it goes off. Now, hopefully, it goes off weekly in your roster and wins you that championship that you're trying to get. But you know that when you acquire them, you are never, ever going to get what you paid for it back. But that's okay because you're going all in. You're pushing your chips in the center of the table. Now, Jerry, you're a poker player. I am. When I say you're acquiring an asset that is literally could be one and done. If you're lucky, it's two, but you're never getting anything back out of it. Who are you going for? Oh, well, Ja Webb just said it in the chat. Uh, it's Travis Kelsey for me. I, I think just, that's like, I should have, I should have like avoided that. Like back in the day when you played Madden, they, we, we used to have a no Randy Moss rule. Like you couldn't play with the Vikings because they had Randy. <laughs> well, I, I, I can, I could pick somebody that's not. No, Travis you're, no, Kelsey, no, but, you're, you're okay. Okay. do it. Do it. I, let's, let's I mean, I mean, the, the tight end one. I, I mean, listen, Tony Gonzalez is absolutely phenomenal. Antonio Gates is great. Gronk had his time. What Travis Kelsey is doing is unheard of i mean it's unbelievable and he's got patrick mahomes and he's got andy Reid, and he's just going to keep on keeping on and you look at the age and we've been looking at the age for the last four years and going it's gonna stop you know he's he's gonna fall off mark andrews is here and tj hawkinson is here and evan ingram is gonna come up and now kyle pitts is here and it just keeps being Travis effing Kelsey over and over and over, he's an animal. And there, there is no reason that if you are a championship contender and you don't have Travis Kelsey, that you don't go try and acquire Travis Kelsey because otherwise you're going to have to go against him in the playoffs because the other person that has Travis Kelsey is a contender. A rebuilder doesn't have Travis Kelsey. 
So you, you're either going to have to smack someone in the face with him or get smacked by him. I don't I, know about you. I got I got tender porcelain skin. I can't handle a smack like that. So I need to have Travis Kelsey. Jerry has the skin of a china doll, apparently. But w- when when a player is so good that it makes me invent a term, I I did this two years ago. I, again, I call it the Kelsey Buster. You know, you have if you don't have Travis Kelsey in your lineup, you are at a severe disadvantage in tight, especially tight end premium. Because if you were fortunate enough to get in the Scott Fishbowl, we I think we're all fortunate enough to get in the Scott Fishbowl. If you look at the Scott Fishbowl scoring, Travis Kelsey scores more than like everybody but like two QBs. And one of those guys is Josh Allen and the other one's Jalen Hurts. So you mean to tell me you could get like Travis Kelsey and then come back around later and get like a Dak and and, and still contend in a league like and that? And meanwhile, you're going against somebody that has David and Joku or something? like It's, it's a crime. So, Dan, what are your thoughts on Kelsey? I, I think it was easy for you to agree. It's all easy for all of us to agree. And then who is your uh, who is your guy? Yeah, so very easy to agree on Kelsey for sure. Uh, you know, it, Jerry laid out the case, but I mean, you know, he's he's one of one. You know, you you want to find any receiver that Patrick Mahomes looks at like Kelsey, and there is nobody. So you know, you, you can sit there and you can you can try to pick it. You know, is it going to be uh, Rasheed Rice or Sky Moore or you know who knows who? But the one thing you know is, as long as the wheels haven't fallen off of Kelsey yet, and it, they don't appear to have. He's going to be looking to Kelsey early and often. So, uh, and if it's tight end premium, even so much the better. In FFPCs, Kelsey is still pretty much unacquirable. Uh, whoever's got him is just holding on tight. All right, and who, and who was your guy in this category? So I'll I'll go out there and I'll I'll throw out Cooper Cup. Um, I think he's a fantastic buy here. Uh, you got to have a little bit of faith that uh, Stafford has passed his problems. But everything we're hearing out of Los Angeles is that Stafford has passed his problems. It looks like he's not, his injury should not linger into this year. He's having a normal offseason. He's throwing. He's doing everything he should be doing. And if he's doing that, we know a couple things. Number one is he looks at, Stafford looks at Cooper Cup pretty much like Mahomes looks at Kelsey. Uh, it's, it's the same exact sort of thing, early and often. And then secondly, the Rams are going to have a horrible defense this year. So they are going to be needing to score points. And if you're needing to score points and you're on the Rams, Cup's going to be the guy. So uh, he's absolutely somebody I'd love to acquire on those those teams trying to squeeze one more year out. And the thing is with Cup, I mean, you could, you could potentially get two or three more years out of him. You know, he's not dead yet. Uh, Cooper Cup, as long as I've been creating content, may be my greatest personal hit of all time. I, I had him everywhere, and he's won me so much money over the last four years. I can't thank that man enough to be to be quite honest. And I got him dirt cheap in that same league that we've been, you know, talking about as well. And you know, and our friend Harry in the chat was talking about has anyone seen Stafford throw? You know what? I think Cooper Cup in, in that offense, I think he would be fine even with uh Stetson Bennett. I don't think he's much younger than than Matthew Stafford to to, to be quite honest. My guy no, normally I, I wouldn't advocate for a running back. But the lack of real competition and real threat for touches and just his track record of health. Now, going back to college, it would have been scary. My guy's Nick Chubb. And I'll be honest, I I debated Derrick Henry as well. You know, the one thing I will say about Cleveland, they need this year to work. 
And I love Demetric Felton. I know a lot of people are on Jerome Ford. No problem. You know, if we're doing best ball like Dan's doing best ball, if I'm not drafting Nick Chubb in a best ball, but I am drafting like Jerome Ford because I think in a seasonal league, Chubb's going way higher than, than, than I than I personally feel like. And normally I take I take beat writer news stories with a grain of salt. But it's like, unless Demetric Felton is really getting all the receptions, Chubb has to get more receptions by proxy just because he's there. What's the podfather call it? The law of the conservation of targets. You know, Kareem Hunt's not there. Someone's going to catch some footballs. Yeah, I think Felton's going to get some. Maybe Jerome Ford does. I don't know. But I think in this offense, you've added Elijah Moore. You've added, you know, Amari Cooper. I guess he was already there, but you know, they added him last year. Cedric Tillman. Donovan Peoples-Jones stretching the field. David Njoku actually looked like a tight end one last year for a brief moment in time. Freeze it for a second. That's great. I think this is going to be one of the funner offenses in fantasy this year. And when you're in a division where you got to keep up with the Bengals and you've got to keep up with the Ravens, I think you're going to see fireworks in the AFC North. So I'm not normally an advocate of, of buying running backs in the early season. But with guys who just have a, a, a pretty consistent track record of playing double-digit games every year of their career, I'm going to go ahead and venture off the beaten path and take you know Nick Chubb and also Derrick Henry in as an honorable mention. What are your thoughts on my guys there, Jer? You know, I wasn't even. I was definitely thinking Derrick Henry as the running back for this, but Nick Chubb is interesting, and I I just looked at his cap hit for next year, and they can save twelve million if they get rid of him. So I would say that if the only way he really ends up staying there is if Cleveland ends up having an extremely good season and they'll probably restructure it, give him two years for a cheaper amount, sort of spread the money. And that's sort of your best case scenario with Nick Chubb. Otherwise you're going to look at absolutely running him, you know, until he throws up. I don't remember which coach said that about which running back a couple years ago, but you know, just running him like crazy. Think it was, I think it was Mike Vrabel about uh, about Derrick Henry, but yeah, it, it feels right. But like, otherwise, you're looking at a 29 year old running back searching for a third contract on a new team, and that is just a scenario that is not very common in Dynasty and in the NFL. And there's a reason for it because the success rate of that is just not likely. So I'm with you because, I mean, you look at what Nick Chubb did last year, and it was unbelievable. It was his best season. I mean, not not only did he hit 1,500 yards, I think, rushing the ball, he had he actually caught the ball for the first time like ever. I think He had like 25 or 30 receptions, a couple hundred yards. I mean, throw that down, almost 1,700, 1,800-yard season as a, you know, 27-year-old. So it, I agree that Nick Chubb is – Absolutely a buy. He is absolutely going to help you. I do have a worry that the person that has Nick Chubb has probably had Nick Chubb for a long time, though, and he may cost you a lot. But if you can pitch him on the fact that that contract is running out and he's going to be an old fella in, in the eyes of the NFL, not in the eyes of any of the three people that are talking on this show currently, you could absolutely acquire him. I'm not mad at you for it. And it's funny that you say this because you, of all people, have been raining hatred down on Nicholas Chubb 
for a very long time, my friend. The entirety that we have ever done this podcast. Well, I, I will go. I will go back to Dan's very first, you know, buy of the night. I am not a Traylon Burks guy. I don't think you develop asthma as an adult. Maybe I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Select last night. But 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 I I, I have also. You have to go where the information takes you. You know, I did a, a podcast on our channel, the Dynasty Warzone channel only, about cognitive dissonance. And I, I think it's one of the things that absolutely crush Dynasty gamers. Go listen to that podcast or at a minimum, throw the term cognitive dissonance into a search engine and see what comes up. Because it's basically holding on to a belief. And even when presented with new evidence, you refuse to let go of that core belief because it creates a sense of anxiety, a sense of, of, of nervousness, and, and people will not change their way of thinking. I'm always going to change my way of thinking. When I'm presented with new evidence, I'm going to change the way that I think. So, Dan, I don't know if you wore that orange shirt in honor of me talking about Nick Chubb tonight, but this is why I have Dan on A., he and I play in a lot of leagues together, and I like unintentionally, intentionally get him to give me some of his his thoughts. But more importantly, again, he is a high stakes best ball player who has a, a track record of success. So I want to know because I'm trying to buy now. I'm trying to win in 2023. What are your seasonal outlooks on uh, on Mr. Nick Chubb for this season? Yeah, I like Chubb a lot because you know he is the best. I think pure runner right now in the NFL. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry just bowls people over. Uh, that's that. That's more of a an attribute than a skill, I think. Uh, but Chubb, Chubb has got the skill, uh, and I love that he's in an offense where we know they're going to run him plenty. But also, it's going to be a high-powered offense if he starts getting those goal line carries, and the Browns are actually scoring. You know, I have a hard time remembering the last time the Browns scored a lot of TDs, uh, and I've been playing the fantasy football for a long time. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where we know that Chubb is likely to be the guy on the goal line. And if he can get that passing work, even just a little bit, that's going to help him out too. And then he's also that great pure runner. Who's just going to chew up a lot of yards. So, uh, I love Chubb. He is getting a little bit pricey in, uh, in redraft though. He's starting to move up uh, close to the first round. Uh, he's, he's turning into like the fourth running back off the board which is, you know, I think okay, but, um, you know, without for sure getting those passes, then that's going to be a little bit of a problem. So, uh, but for Dynasty and, you know, as long as you know what you're getting, you know, and you expect a guy who's going to get you probably somewhere between running back four and running back eight, uh, that's, a, that's a great buy. Well, we've, we've had a lot of tremendous support tonight in the chats, and I want to give a, a shout out to Jamie because he or she, Jamie, you know, whatever. It's it's he he said that that Nick Chubb is going to catch at least fifteen more passes this year. I think that's a great number. That's one a game. That's one a game. If, if he plays fifteen games, very common number for a running back. That, that feels right. That feels right. Jerry mentioned he was coming off of a a career high last year, so I I. I think that's the right number. And if you add 15 catches, and let's say his – I don't have his stack card pulled up, but let's say he gets five yards a, a catch. So so now you just added 75 yards. You just added – you know, that's 7.5 points. I mean, it just doesn't take long to this – it's this little pennies in a bucket. It's like you throw your change in the little jar. At the end of the year, 
that all adds up to a lot of money. Doesn't seem like a lot at the time. I think it was absolutely, uh, absolutely well said. So, yep, uh, th- that's what I have, guys. Dan, what do you have about the GOAT district? Yeah, so again, uh, we're going to be on Wednesday night with uh, Billy Muzio from Player Profiler. We're going to be talking through wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, if you didn't catch our show last week on Player Profiler, we, we hit the quarterbacks and uh, running backs. And we're just looking for those situations that are really difficult to untangle and or some really good values that are, that are coming out at those positions. And um, we'll be doing that on Wednesday on the Player Profiler uh, channel and then on our own channel on probably Thursday night, myself and uh, Bip Lab Mandal um, are going to be doing uh, Best Ball League. Uh, it's the 200K uh, FFPC uh, Best Ball Tourney. So we're going to be drafting a team in that. He and I have done uh, several teams so far. I think we're on our sixth or seventh team. Uh, we're we're going to do probably 10, 12 of them uh, together. And this one we're going to do live, an so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Dan loves him some best ball, but you know what? If, <laughs> if you know, some people play dynasty for fun. Some people play fantasy for fun. Some people do this as a hobby. You know, our good buddy, he hopped on the Kiss the Ring Commissioners podcast with me a couple weeks ago, Nate Pilmer. He was like, you know, nowadays 50 bucks is barely dinner and a drink for you and the missus or you and the mister if you go out on the town for, for an evening. That's a $50, you know, dynasty league. So it's it's not an insane amount of money. So for some people, this is entertainment. I play to win. I, I am the most competitive person, almost to a fault, that most people will meet. So I like to win. I like to win the money. Um, I appreciate our buddy, Dan. Dan, thank you so much for jumping on. I got to get JD on. Now, JD, it's like trying to get an audience with the Pope. You know, J- J.D. is uh, slippery to get up, but I'm going to get him on the Kiss the Ring podcast because J.D. Is, himself is a tremendous commissioner. And a lot of sure. the theories, and, and I, I see Jerry nodded his head, and I know Dan's smiling because not only is that his co-host and friend, but Dan knows exactly what I'm talking about. J.D. is a hell of a commissioner and a hell of a guy. So I'm going to get him on. Dan, I want to thank you again for coming on. And next week, we're going to be doing Dynasty Holds. Guys, you really shouldn't be moving or you shouldn't be moving them right now. And I've got a very special guest for you guys next week as well. It's good to be in guest season. I'm going to be jumping on with Jack Cavanaugh tomorrow, and then I'm going to be doing a little bit of extra content. So, again, just make sure you subscribe everywhere because even if you just do audio podcast, you're going to get something new. I took it upon myself because I said, Self, you've talked a lot about buying guys like Mac Jones and Brandon Ayuk and Keenan Allen. This audience, the player profiler audience, this is a savvy audience. They already know who you like, so you better bring some new likes or they're going to remind you about it. So be sure to subscribe everywhere. Tons of content coming out from the Dynasty Warzone, the GOAT District, Trade Gods, the, the, the Podfather himself, Theo. I think Theo just added two new shows in the time we did this one. So be sure to subscribe everywhere. You're listening to Player Profiler. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Happy 4th of July if you're here in the States. And thank you to the guys in the chat and the ladies, too. You all are awesome. We'll catch you back here next week. See y'all. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. 
the member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak